722, we have clouds and 32 degrees on a Thursday morning. Joining us in the studio right now is uh, Gordon Moore, who is an associate justice of the Minnesota S- uh, Supreme Court. Gordon, thank you so much for coming in today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me down, Jeff. It's a real pleasure to be here. We have uh, we're excited to announce that you will be uh, having an occasional show, a monthly show here on KYMN Radio. And of course, that's regarding the law. Correct. Yes. Uh, You and Jeff uh, were kind enough to talk with me about that. And we're going to start on April 18th uh, Mm -hmm. in the morning with a with a show focused on on topics of interest to the legal community and hopefully of interest to your listeners that uh, maybe aren't being covered right now in, in some of the other programming. Yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the legal system, and Rich is talking about that. I think Rich uh, originally met you and uh, kind of got the ball rolling on this, but uh, I had no idea that we had a Supreme Court justice living in Northfield. I know in the past we've had several Northfielders be named to the Supreme Court, but uh, mm-hmm. let's get your background. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, moving during a pandemic is, is kind of a tough thing, frankly, but um, I, I was a, a born and raised in, well, born in North Carolina, raised in Rochester, and uh, uh, worked for the Attorney General's office from the first part of my legal career. And then I spent 25 years in Worthington in Nobles County, southwest Minnesota, uh, as a county attorney, private practitioner, uh, and then a district court judge. I was appointed by Governor Dayton to the state uh, district court bench in 2012. And I was there for about eight and a half years, and in May of 2020, I had the good fortune to be appointed to the state Supreme Court by Governor Tim Walls. And so my, uh, well, I moved in August of 20, and my family joined me later that fall. So, um, and, you know, yeah, they don't issue a press release, you know, new justice coming to the community. (laughs) And so, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a little, it's been a little awkward, but, you know, we fortunately uh, have some friends and connections in Northfield, and the move has gone well, and, and we've just loved the community. Yeah. Tell us about your initial, uh, uh, I guess, discovery of Northfield. Well, that was in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm a Carleton College alum, a distinguished member of the class of 1985, and uh, my wife uh, was two years behind me, and so we actually met at the Carltonian. Uh, she was the features editor, and I was a verbose uh, young writer who she liked because I could fill up column inches. And so uh, that... <laughs> I guess Northfield is our our home college town, although we moved away for for decades. Uh, And so it's kind of a a bit of a return to, uh, you know, home for us in some degree. Let's talk about your legal career. You, as you'd mentioned, you were named a judge in 2012, and then to the uh, state supreme court in uh, just a couple of years ago in 2020. Uh, is that a goal? Is that uh, for some people? Is that uh, kind of where you'd like to end up uh, at some point in your career, Jeff? I, th- I think for me, speaking only for me, uh, that was in the category of wildest dreams, frankly. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe there are some people that have a you know career ambition to end up on the highest court in their state. I mean, that's just an incredible honor and privilege to even be considered as a, as a candidate for that job. And frankly, being from an outstate area, um, since the appellate court, the Minnesota Court of Appeals came into effect in the 80s, there haven't been that many lawyers or judges from 
outstate Minnesota that have been appointed directly to the Supreme Court. There have been a few, but the the list is short. And so um, I was also a candidate for the State Court of Appeals, which does uh, traditionally have a a composition that includes some outstate people. So I guess for better or for worse, I'm sort of the outstate guy on the court right now, which maybe makes living in Northfield even more appropriate. Does that perspective that you bring... uh from outstate differ a whole lot is there uh, you know we're we're talking about the legal system here so of course minnesota's laws are minnesota's laws wherever you go but is there a different perspective that uh, somebody from the outstate might bring i think so generally and specifically with the outstate trial court uh, i come from a what we call a one judge county nobles county like many of our outstate counties is not big enough to have multiple judges in the courthouse and so I was a generalist uh, in those kind of counties. You encounter every every line of business that the court system has. We're not big enough to be siloed into criminal or family. And so the perspective I bring comes from a district court perspective. Um, some of my colleagues came from either academia or from a law firm or from the Court of Appeals directly. And so since most of the rulings that we examine started at the trial court, I think having some people on the Supreme Court that are familiar with what actually happens there can be beneficial. And so that's I, I hope that's the perspective I'm bringing in conference to my colleagues. Gordon Moore is our guest. He is a uh, associate justice on the Minnesota Supreme Court. And once again, we'll, we're proud to say he's going to be starting a new show uh, starting in April, a monthly show uh, right here on KYMN Radio. Let, let's talk about the Minnesota Supreme Court. You know, when the United States Supreme Court makes a decision uh, that makes headlines. Minnesota, sometimes it does. And do you have, uh, um, I guess, can you explain the difference between the state Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court? Good question, Jeff. Our legal system has two primary components, the state legal system and then what we call the federal legal system. In the federal legal system, the highest court in the land is the United States Supreme Court. Cases you know, go through the federal trial court, appellate court, and then those cases which are really important end up before the nine justices of the U.S. Supreme Court. Every state has its own highest court, and usually they're called the Supreme Court. In most of the states, that's what it's called. And so in Minnesota, currently, we have a seven-justice state Supreme Court that hears appeals from the Minnesota Court of Appeals, the state tax court, the workers' compensation court of appeals, and we have some original jurisdiction in attorney discipline cases, and we handle uh, direct appeals from the district court on the most serious form of murder cases, first-degree murder. And so we are the, the highest court in the state of Minnesota, but the rulings of the United States Supreme Court do govern our court as well, particularly when they're covering uh, federal constitutional law, which often we see in the criminal area. Um, We are uh, appointed generally by governors and then elected by the voters. The difference is the United States Supreme Court, uh, members of that court and all other federal courts are appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and then they get what they call lifetime appointments. So they do not stand for retention elections or, or, you know, any type of further elections. Is Minnesota unique in that uh, we we elect our Supreme Court judges uh, statewide? Is that different than the rest of the world? 
Actually, it's not. I think mm-hmm. most states, uh, judges are elected. Oftentimes, they're initially appointed because vacancies occur usually because of retirements or you know incapacity of a sitting judge. And so usually, the governor gets the, the right to appoint subject to the voters having the opportunity at the generally the next general election a certain number of time after the appointment. And I think that is pretty common in the state system. Um, some people wonder about that sometimes. Maybe that's a topic for another show, but um, we are subject to the um, voters and you know, there are probably some good reasons for that, frankly. There's a accountability piece to that and frankly a transparency thing that I think is good. Uh, Gordon Moore, once again, is our guest. Uh, let's talk about what you can't talk about. And what I mean that there are, there are things in certain cases that you, you just can't talk about because they're, uh, of course, very sensitive. Uh, but what can you give us some guidelines of, hey, I can't address this. This is an area that uh, is too close to uh, you know becoming a conflict. Right. Well, we are governed by a judicial code of conduct in Minnesota. All judges, including justices, are. And that prohibits us from making public statements about any case that could come before us. And in the case of the Supreme Court, we have to be really careful because knowing exactly what may or may not come before us is, is a hard thing because we hear cases from all around the state. So I can't talk, Jeff, about any case that may come before us. I wouldn't want to talk about uh, my opinion on any legal issue that could potentially come before us. Um, we, I wouldn't want to talk about decisions that we have made, you know, to kind of critique the decision or things like that. And you know, your listeners may have heard some uh, attorneys that have appeared on radio shows talking about some of the high-profile cases in Minnesota after, over the last couple of years, commenting on trial strategy and verdicts and things like that. You know, I may have opinions on those things, but those aren't things that would be appropriate for me to share. What I can talk about is is the court system generally, the work the Supreme Court does both in the courtroom and um, to educate the public about, you know, the law and, you know, just the role of the trial court, too. That is part of my background, and I do have a, um, you know, a real... Uh, I guess, admiration and appreciation for our trial court judges, because over the last two years, they've kind of kept the system working. Let's go through a day in the life of a Supreme Court justice. Uh, and we don't what your personal uh, life can stay aside. But uh, when you go to work, you punch the time clock. What What is the day like? Well, I think it's it's. I think Justice Page said that it's kind of relentless in a way, and it's a different way than the trial court. You know, when I was in the trial court, it was, I call that the emergency room of the court system. There's always stuff happening in and out, you know, emergencies, you're signing things, warrants, hearing people in jail. The state Supreme Court calendar is much more measured. You know, that's published. Uh, your listeners could see it on our state court website. It's published generally you know, at least a month in advance with a discussion of the issues that are likely to come up. And so we have the benefit of a of an attor- staff attorney's office called the, the Supreme Court Commissioner and our wonderful law clerks that prepare bench memoranda for us on the cases we're going to hear. Generally, we hear oral arguments in our cases or we consider cases, some on a non-oral basis, the first two weeks of the month. So the calendar for us is really broken into the first two weeks of the month and then the last two weeks. The first two me- weeks are court hearings, court meetings. Uh, we, we, we meet a special term to decide what cases we're taking for future months. And then the last two weeks are working on opinions, reading for the next month, and then doing our outreach and liaison duties. We are liaison 
liaisons to rule court rules committees were involved in um, you know uh, the judicial council that oversees this entire state court system we have uh, two justices on that and so we that's the rest of our job the administrative part of it which frankly I don't think a lot of judges are aware of until you get there how time-consuming that can be mm-hmm. now when you let's say you have a case that uh, you'll be uh, hearing next month last couple of weeks of the month uh, you you work on that yes do you work on that individually does each one uh, come to their own conclusions individually or do you do that as a group great question Jeff we we don't pre-conference cases uh, we read read the materials individually we talk with our law clerks about it we you know we we go to the oral arguments then conference with our own thoughts on them and we don't talk about our cases until we're together as a group until all seven of us sit down immediately after the oral argument and we go through in seniority uh, with uh, the Chief Justice speaking last usually and we talk about what we think uh, preliminarily should be the vote so there is a vote taken immediately after the oral argument in most cases and at that point we can uh, we can explain our views on it and, you know, uh, reverse remand or affirm. I mean, there's different options we have, obviously. But, yeah, we try not to pre-conference cases. Fascinating. There's a, you're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, our legal system, even if it's just confined to uh, Minnesota law, uh, you're probably not going to run out of topics to talk about anytime no, soon. No, it's it seems that the law finds its way onto the front page of papers in, in various ways. And I, you know, I did something similar to this in Worthington when I was there, and I really enjoyed it. So it's a it's a pleasure, uh, Jeff, to to have you and Rich involved in the community as, as much as you are. And I think, you know, hopefully this will help maybe fill in a piece to the, you know, the public interest discussions you have that, that maybe isn't talked about as much, the the so-called third branch. Yes. Uh, that uh, we are really uh, just uh, feel very lucky to have so many talented people from such a diverse area uh, here in Northfield that we have a lot of different topics that we like to talk about, and we're glad people are willing to do that. Thank you so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. And now your show will be starting on April the 18th? 18th. Okay. My understanding is that's when we're going to kick her off uh, at at, uh, 9 o'clock, I think, that morning. Uh, And so more information I'm sure Rich will provide. We need to come up with a name first. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of my colleagues in the district court have a show in New Prague, and they've got really a a clever name for their show, so we'll have to to see if we can meet that. (laughs) How about Northfield Needs More Law? (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) M-O-O-R-E. Yes, that's that's not a bad one, Jeff. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know if that one's going to make the cut. (laughs) Gordon Moore, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate your time, and we uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us on a monthly basis. Thanks, Jeff. It's uh, really an honor to be down here. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to the show. uh, Minnesota Supreme Court uh, Justice Gordon Moore. Once again, that show starts on April the, uh, the 18th, which is a Monday. We've got Rich standing by local news in just two minutes. Tim, news and a side of sports on the way.